0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I am so freaking excited for today's guest. You ladies are going to absolutely love her. I have Amy Pomensky here today. She is a spiritual mindset coach, facilitator, speaker. She is a coach to help you shift your fear into confidence and help you really obtain that miracle mindset. When working with her, she helps you overcome that self-doubt and become the most confident version of yourself. Amy is a friend of mine, and when I think of her, I think of complete feminine embodiment, confidence, and love. So excited to have you here, Amy. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, and it is an honor to get to connect with your
0: community. Yes. Yay, so excited! And the way Amy and I met, we actually met through a really incredible leadership training we have here in San Diego, where we both live, called ALA Ascension Leadership Academy. I talk about it all the time, and it's been really great just being in Amy's circle. She has created I mean, just such an impact with her clients and she's created the new moon collective here in San Diego. So any lady who is local in San Diego and wants to gather for the new moon to set intentions, definitely would love to see you there. Amy has created that and it's been, it's really powerful to plug into sisterhood and and have that connection. So, so grateful you created that Amy.
1: Yeah, it's been really beautiful to see how the community has grown and the quality of the women who are being drawn to the community. So I'm seeing women who are really committed to their own growth, who are committed to supporting other women. I talk about sisterhood being a heart-to-heart connection with another woman. So there's like friendship and then there's a layer deeper than that, that sisterhood. And sisterhood is this new paradigm of relating to women where we take away the competition, where we take away the comparison, and we're really here in service to support each other. And I really feel like that's an abundance mindset. I feel like there's enough men, there's enough money, there's enough stuff to go around, and we don't necessarily need to be in competition. So I'm really enjoying seeing women interacting in these new ways, supporting each other and inspiring each other, because who you surround yourself by really has a big impact on how you think and how you show up in your
0: life. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I love what you said about like there's friendship, then the layer deeper is sisterhood. And it's like, it's easy to have friends, right? It's easy to have people to surround yourself with, but when you can really have a sister who you can be real with, you can be raw, vulnerable, you know, someone who's there to support you during the bad times, even more importantly, sometimes someone to celebrate you when times are going well and really want you to win. Like that is such a powerful, powerful connection to have on this earth. So I, I love that you said that, and I'm sure that resonates for anyone listening right now, like sisterhood and collaboration over competition. Just so, yeah. I love it. So, Amy, I would love if you could share with us your your story, how you got on the spiritual journey, you know, where you came from and where you're headed.
1: Mm, yeah, sure. So... My spiritual awakening happened when I was around 28 years old. And leading up to that, I had experienced a ton of anxiety and depression in my life, which also manifested in physical symptoms. So because I had a lot of anxiety, I had a ton of self judgment, and a lot of fear and doubt that would come up, it actually manifested in digestive issues and feeling tired all the time and hormone imbalances. And so Um, I first started addressing my concerns and my issues with more of a nutrition and health approach and actually became a nutritionist and started working with women to support them with gut health and with autoimmune conditions and really started to see a huge healing factor for me when I paid more attention to what I was putting in my body and started to feel empowered around my health before I was just like, i don't feel well i would go to the doctor they would give me medication but nothing was really changing so i started to see a lot of progress started to feel a lot better i wasn't bloated all the time and i could actually go out and have fun without being self-conscious and being tired also so um leading up to that really was the physical piece of my healing path but the emotional piece was just never really addressed so the anxiety and the stress and all of that that was still there was actually preventing me from fully healing. And as a nutritionist, I was seeing women making these nutrition changes, but then they would self-sabotage or they wouldn't be able to stay consistent or they still didn't like their bodies even when they did lose weight. And there was just so many deeper layers of mindset work that needed to be done. So um, at this time, I really started to study eating psychology coaching, Uh, which is the science behind why we make food choices and why when even we know what's healthy, we still make choices that are not aligned with with our goals. And as I did that, it got me a lot deeper into the spiritual work. So it got me really connected to mindfulness and meditation and mindful eating and connecting the mind and body together. And at the same time, I was going through my own spiritual path, my own spiritual journey, where... For most of my life, I had made choices to make other people happy. I grew up in a really supportive household, and I just wanted to make my parents happy. I wanted to be the good girl. I was a people pleaser. And I ended up meeting my meeting a partner, getting married. And before I knew it, I had looked around and was so anxious and feeling, every, even though everything looked perfect on paper, we owned a house together, we had a dog, we were married. It looked like a picture perfect life on the outside, but inside I felt so unfulfilled and so disconnected with myself. And I just looked around my life. I remember waking up at like 4 a.m. with a ton of anxiety and my thoughts were just going crazy. And I I had so my heart was beating so fast. And I just realized that like there was nothing in my life that felt like me. It didn't feel like the things that I was choosing was making me happy. And I had to ask myself the question, like, am I really willing to risk it all? Am I willing to give up this safe and secure life of being with a partner who loved me and, you know, having financial safety in my business and in our marriage and the social, you know, having everyone else approve of our marriage and and our relationship. And I really had to dig deep and ask myself the question, like, what do I really want? And how can I create a life that actually is in alignment with who I truly am? So I found myself suppressing really important parts of myself, my sensuality, my spirituality. And I just felt like I was constantly modifying myself and wearing masks and not being myself, which felt really created a lot of anxiety. And I got to a place where I chose to take the leap where my faith in what was possible became greater than my fear and where my trust in myself and my confidence in who I was and what I wanted to create was so great that I was willing to leave it all and to create something new. And the most amazing thing when that happened was that I didn't lose it all. I lost the parts of my life that were no longer in alignment. It was challenging. It was painful. There was a lot of grief. There was a lot of letting go and sadness. And there was also so much support and so much love. And I started meeting and attracting more people into my life that weren't there before and who were actually had similar values and beliefs and lifestyles and started to cultivate real authentic connections where I could be myself. And my business started to be more successful. I started to have a greater impact. I felt better in my body, my health improved so much and my community and connecting with other women heart to heart like just everything expanded from there. So that's really my journey from fear to faith, living a life that was not true to myself, that was manifesting physically and emotionally to a life right now where nothing in my life looks the same as it did before and in a way that I really enjoy all parts of my life. I really love what I've created for myself.
0: Wow, Amy. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. I love hearing your story. I've heard it before, and it's like every time you share it, I just learn something new about you and just have the utmost respect for you because. Well, A, when you decide to live your truth and live your own life and remove the mask, that's when the people who are supposed to be in your life are there. They just randomly appear. That's where people can fall off. And you did the brave thing because the quote unquote easy thing to do is to keep that picture perfect marriage, right? Like I'm sure you guys would have had a kid and done what you were supposed to do and what people expected you to do. And, I believe it's actually far braver to walk away um, from a relationship and risk the messiness risk, you know, the, the struggle, the stress that can come with that to know that something that's not yet seen is on the other side of that. If you're living your truth. So I commend you for taking that step. And I know that there are women listening to this right now who are in a similar space. I talk to women all the time who, um, have left a previous marriage, and they just really trust and go on this spiritual path and what I find is that the universe always takes care of those who who trust and just go for it and own their voice. so thank you so much for sharing so beautiful
1: yeah, one hundred percent thanks yeah, and I think that you know this is for for women who are even in like a safe and secure job and you know worried about what their family is going to think if they actually follow their passion or you know this doesn't necessarily just relate to relationships but it's really about having that confidence and faith that you are worthy of creating a life that is not just mediocre and that is not going through the motions but creating a life that really lights you up and that
0: makes you happy yeah Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree more. And what you said about going through the motions, that's exactly, I can relate to that. Like, you know, the job, the living in a great city, like all the things that we're quote unquote supposed to do. And the moment that we're like, wait, I could actually live differently. Like, what would it look like to live differently? And when you can find just one example of someone doing that, it shows you what's possible for you. And it's like... (laughs) It's just so amazing. Can you share a little bit about your journey, what you were doing before? I know that you were crushing it. I think you were in a a corporate setting, right?
1: Yeah. So actually I started out in nutrition. So after I graduated from college, I actually had a business entrepreneurship undergraduate degree. And I started studying nutrition pretty soon after I graduated. So I was running my own business and even though I was running my own business, I wasn't showing up. I was playing really small. I was afraid to put myself out there. I wanted to look a certain way or wanted things to be perfect before I actually put them out in the world. I was kind of like sitting on the sidelines waiting for things to happen. And even though I was running my own business, I couldn't say that I felt proud of myself. I couldn't say that I was integrity, that when I said I wanted to do something that I would follow through. So I would start and stop a lot of things. I wouldn't actually show up. And there was a lot of self-doubt and fear happening beforehand. So that was mostly where I was at. I was still owning my own business,
2: but it looked very different to how it looks now.
0: Wow. What do you think has
2: been the biggest shift for you?
1: The biggest shift is dropping into my intuition. And instead of just doing all of the things that you're supposed to do to run your business and going through the steps and pushing and forcing and trying hard is taking that space to listen to Who am I meant to serve? What are my natural innate gifts that I have to offer? Dropping into my heart instead of using my mind first. So leading with my heart and then using my mind to then implement and take action and follow through. But really dropping into my heart first and letting my heart lead instead of my fear lead. So when those fears come up, having the tools and practices to come back to myself and come back to my truth and having that be a guiding force instead of the fears and the doubts.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. And just that that trust, like I can just tell that you really you trust that you're always being divinely led. And it wasn't until I started trusting myself and listening to my own intuition that I started living the life that really felt authentic and true for me. And I just trusted that everything would work out and really trusted that my intuition, if I felt a nudge, I follow it. And like without question. So can you share with us, you know, how, how you really learn to trust your intuition and, and what you do to really strengthen that trust on a daily basis?
1: Yeah. So my main personal practice is meditation. And I had, started and stopped meditation like most people many times. I knew it was something that was good for me. I knew that um, when I did it, it felt really good, but I just couldn't get into a consistent practice. And what I realized was that I was trying to do it perfectly and that I thought I needed to sit for 20 minutes and that I needed to do it without a guided meditation and just kind of like do it the way that it was supposed to be done. And once I started realizing that, okay, let me start with five minutes. Let me build trust with myself every morning, taking this five minutes to myself. And I started using a guided meditation app and I started tracking my meditation. So I know that when you track habits and track, track goals, that when you're actually writing them down, and I learned this through my nutrition clients is when you actually write it down, you're more likely to succeed. You're more likely to follow through because it's your own personal accountability system instead of it just being in your mind. And you say, I'll do it later. So um, even if I didn't do the meditation in the morning, I wouldn't be hard on myself. And I would um, have this agreement with myself that before I went to sleep at night, that I would do my meditation. So it didn't have to be perfect. And I created a system that really worked for me and taking that time, meditation is a time to listen. So a lot of people will ask the universe for guidance, or they'll be like, Oh, I wish I had this, I wish I had that, or I don't really know where to go next. And to really see meditation as a time to listen to the answers to create space in my thoughts, so that I can hear the answers so that I can really hear what it is that is next, instead of it being all anxiety provoked thoughts, or doing what I think I should do, just giving myself that space to connect. So that's the number one thing is starting the morning with a gratitude practice, doing a meditation practice, and using breathing throughout the day, taking breaks instead of stacking myself back to back throughout the day is actually taking time and looking at my schedule, creating space to connect with myself. And then I can show up from a place of love. I can show up from a place of confidence.
0: I love that okay, what you said about space, that is so key. I actually had this realization yesterday. You know, I thought I'd give myself like a good amount of space in the morning and throughout the day. But yesterday I went to the gym and I realized I had my boyfriend Ryan's headphones and not mine, my AirPods, and I couldn't figure out how to connect his to my phone. So what happened was I didn't have a source of music or an audible or a podcast to listen to while I was working out. And my thought, like I'm not proud of this, but my thought was right away I was like, well I can't work out. Like how could I work out without sound, without music? Right. And so I almost went home and then I was like, Valerie, that's crazy. What if this is an invitation for you to give yourself space? Like what if this could be a gift? Right? Like what if this this blank space is a gift because that's what you really need right now. And I opened my mind up and ideas flowed through me and it really got me thinking, wow, how often are we robbing ourselves of the gift of space? And like you said, with the stacking yourself back to back, not factoring in a break, like not giving ourselves that chance to connect and just we're responding all the time. So I love that that's something that you practice every day. And like, what would you say has been the biggest benefit for you giving yourself that space on a daily basis?
2: I think that it's, Allowed me to come from a place of responsibility instead of
1: reactivity. Mm. So, the meditation, what it does on a physiological level is it actually slows down your brainwaves. It actually slows down the thoughts so that there's more space in between thoughts. And what meditation has also done is allowed me to have more awareness around my thoughts. So, meditation is a practice of watching your thoughts, observing your thoughts, relating to your thoughts differently. So outside of my meditation practice, I started noticing that I wasn't as reactive. And I would notice when the fear-based thoughts would come up instead of just act on them, right? So instead of the fear of like, oh, what if I fail? Or what if this doesn't work out? Instead of just
2: not taking action, I would sit with that and Differently, so it gives space for awareness. It gives space to be able to respond differently. And
1: honestly, I think it the medit like having that space or taking that time to connect myself it it aligned me with the energy of love. It aligned me with the energy of the universe. And from that space, it started to attract really, really cool things into my life. So, um, being in the space of centeredness and connectedness and love and joy is the most magnetic frequency that you can be in. And that frequency really allowed me to attract soul clients. It's allowed me to attract my current partner that I'm with. It's allowed me to attract more money. And it's the opposite of pushing and forcing and doing because in meditation, the ideas for business ideas or the ideas for my whatever I want to do that day, it's really listening to myself instead of rushing into things, it's connecting first and then taking it from that space.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said about the those frequencies that you get to be in to attract everything you want. And we think that by doing and pushing that that's where it's all going to happen. And yes, taking action, of course, of course, of course. And it's like, have you ever noticed when you're, you're wanting to create content or you're wanting to create something and you're sitting at your desk in front of your computer and you're, you're like, where is it? Why isn't it coming? And it just, it doesn't come out. Then you take that space, you take that break. Maybe you take a shower, meditate, and then it's like it comes to you. And I think that's so powerful. And I know that's something that you're really great at is having that balance of feminine, masculine energy and i know there can be a misconception like oh you need to be in your masculine to run a successful business and you know there's also misconceptions that feminine means weak or that feminine means you know not not working so i would just love to hear your school of thought on that and how you find balance every day between the energies
1: yeah so this is something that i teach to every woman that i work with is learning how to balance these two energies within themselves, within the relationship, within their career. Because as women, we're not meant to operate in our masculine all the time. And what operating in the masculine all the time, in masculine, we can just call it like the doing energy or structured and linear. And when we're in the masculine all the time, we get into overwhelm we get into burnout and it creates a lot of stress so in order to balance that out it's about being in play it's being in your body instead of in your mind so moving your body walking dancing breathing doing yoga all of that is the feminine because you're allowing yourself to be in your body and not in your mind all the time and As you start to balance these two energies, as I start to balance these two energies, I feel so much more grounded. It's not like I feel so stressed all the time. And I also don't feel like I'm not getting anything done. So the imbalance is that if you go too far into your feminine, which is what people are afraid of, it's like, I'm just not going to get anything done. And I'm not going to be successful but there is a balance of not being too far in your masculine of being so structured and focused and back to back and always doing versus the imbalanced feminine, which is not being productive, not getting anything done. So there's, there's a range. It's not that accessing your feminine means that you're going to be unproductive.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. So true. And Yeah, that, that really is a common misconception. It's like, oh, if I'm, if I'm too in my feminine, then I'm, I'm not focused. I'm not producing, I'm not doing. And that's something that, you know, you and I both support our clients in a different way. For me, it's around dating, right? And there's a lot of allowing and being in your feminine in dating, especially in the beginning and allowing yourself to receive and, that trust and letting go of control. So, you know, it's like letting the man plan the dates, let him know that he wants to see you and be able to receive love because we're so worthy of receiving. So, um, I would love to hear, you know, your take on receiving and what that looks like and how you balance your energies in, in your relationship now.
1: Yeah, so this has been a really huge factor, especially because I was married before. And in my previous relationship, when I was married, I noticed I was a lot in my masculine and I would come home from work and I would just be, okay, I'm gonna cook dinner and then we're gonna do this. And I wouldn't even take space like when my partner to came home, come home to like soften and relax and greet him and be be nurturing in any way. It was just like not shifting out of that. And The lack of polarity in that partnership, actually, it creates less sexual chemistry. It created less excitement in the relationship. And I actually didn't give him space to be the masculine in the relationship because I was always planning and doing, and it didn't give him an opportunity to be the masculine space. So I got to learn from how I used
2: to be. And as I started to understand the feminine energy is allowing myself to not be in a needy space
1: and not trying to control everything because that actually, that neediness and that control pushes the man away. Men really value freedom and they like to feel like they've accomplished something. That's like the masculine is accomplished a goal. And if you take that away from them then they're not going to be as attracted to you. So when I first met my, my partner now, he, I, it took a lot of patience and trust within myself to allow him instead of me texting to ask, hey, when am I going to see you? It was really letting him come to me and to pursue me. And it feels so good to be pursued by a man. Like it feels so much better than this neediness or this, needing to control everything and just trusting that if he wants to see me, that he'll see me. And there's also really cool ways to be in your feminine and still get what you want. So it's not just sitting back and waiting, but there's ways to invite your partner into um, doing things that you want to do. So it could be like, Hey, I'd really love to see you this week instead of like, Hey, I'm available on Wednesday and Friday. And when can you see me? or Another really beautiful invitation is you can say, Hey, I really love it when you text me at night or something like that. Like saying that you love something or that it feels really good is different than being like, Hey, why don't you text me all the time? Or, you know, it really bothers me that you don't do that and making them wrong for it. So there's so many different ways to be in the feminine that allow men to show up the way that they actually want to show up, Mm. and that don't give off this needy and this controlling energy in a relationship, because that's a super big turnoff for men.
0: Totally. Everything you just said, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And truly, there is no better feeling than being pursued by a man, because... What, what I see brings anxiety, and this is what would bring anxious thoughts for me in dating before I did this work and really like invested in working with a coach to figure out what my blocks around love were, was that it, the anxiousness for me did not come when I was with him. It was the in-between. Literally, like after our date would be done or after I would see him, I would feel sick to my stomach being like, oh my God, what if he never texts me? When am I going to see him again? I wasn't in trust so to soothe my own anxious thoughts that's when i was the one reaching out like you know sending him pictures and not letting him pursue me and what that also did was it kept the relationship kept like the situationship whatever it was it kept it moving with someone who wasn't truly ever going to commit to me or be my partner so when you're in your feminine energy in the beginning and in that trust like you were saying like I know that he's going to reach out to me if he wants to see me. And if not, that's a blessing too. It's it's always a gift, right? So being in that trust and letting them come to you, it's so powerful. And like you said, give a man freedom, right? Like give a man freedom and he will give you the world and affirmations. Everyone loves words of affirmation. Everyone does. Even if it's not your primary love language words of affirmation go such a long way and men thrive off of feeling accomplished. They thrive off of getting things done, fixing things, earning things, accomplishments. So to say, like you said, like, Hey, I really, I love it when you, reach out or, you know, if you want a man to call you instead of text you a way to get what you want, instead of saying like, why don't you ever call? You always text me saying like, I really appreciate when you call me. I love when men take that extra effort to to call me. I really appreciate that you did that last night. And that's, how to get more of what you want. So I, I love that. And, um, you know, just knowing you and your partner personally, I can see, you know, when I see you in person, I, I sense this complete ease from you, um, deep satisfaction. And I can tell that he gives you that space to be in your feminine energy. And it's just, it seems like such a perfect fit because of that.
1: Yeah. I think the, since both of us have done a lot of inner work, that he the way that he shows up allows me to feel safe. Mm-hmm. and because I trust him, he doesn't feel like I'm trying to like get anything or force anything. And, yeah, this sense of like surrender and trust and safety, like there's so much in that with the masculine and the feminine. so, in our partnership, what works really well is me mostly being in my feminine and also not compromising. Like I don't need to not speak up or I don't need to not share what my desires are. And I can still be in my masculine in my business. And there's still times where um, I can make plans or make the plans. And I'm also really aware of, I really let him do that and he really loves doing that so it's a conscious even in this partnership of when we're making plans is even like hey do you want to drive or you want me to drive it's like letting him drive or letting him help me with something and like obviously I could do it myself but that's not serving the partnership and that's not allowing that polarity to take place
0: yes I couldn't agree more, yeah, and trusting because it's yes, you can take the trash out on your own, yes, you can drive yourself, and just letting yourself receive, like that has been just such a highlight for me with my relationship to just receiving and letting letting someone give you that gift of giving because every time. And this, this comes up in friendship too, when someone wants to you know, treat you to coffee, they want to give you a compliment, they want to do something to make your life easier. And we say, no, it's okay, I can do it. What we're actually doing is we're robbing someone of the chance to give us that gift because it makes him happy, your partner to drive it makes him happy to take care of you. So it's like, how amazing is it that you get to enjoy it? and let him have that gift too. And it comes up in my relationship as well. There's times where my boyfriend, Ryan, he will like offer to do something nice. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. And he will literally say, he'll be like, babe, receive. (laughs) Like he reminds me to receive. And it's so important because when you receive in one area of life, you open yourself up to receive in other areas. So I love that.
1: Yeah. I was just going to make that parallel too. So a lot of the women that I work with don't let themselves receive from other people, receive support. Um, And when you're blocking off receiving, you're also basically sending the message to the universe that like, I'm not open to receive support. I'm not open to receive. I'm not available. I'm not in that energy. So if you're blocking receiving from your partner and then you're asking the universe to, I don't know, give you more money or, um, you know, help you in certain areas, like the universe can't give it to you if you're not open to receiving, if you're not open to surrendering. So if you're trying to control everything and you want things to look a certain way, you're not going to be able to receive from the universe as well.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. So what are some ways that you support your clients in practicing receiving, whether they're, let's say for the sake of, of, the women listening to this, let's say that you are single and you're you're wanting to call in a relationship. How can someone practice receiving on a daily basis?
2: Hmm. I think that let me try and think of like an exact example for receiving on a daily basis. I really think that being in the energy of gratitude
1: and being in the energy of self-love are to like giving to yourself is is really part of being in that energy as well. So I don't have anything, any specific practices for daily receiving. Um, but really starting to recognize when you know someone offers to help you with something, even if it's really little, or when someone offers to pay for something, like you said before, is recognizing those moments and recognize your initial reaction to say no, or I got this, and practicing saying thank you, or even receiving compliments. That's another big one that a lot of women struggle with. It's like, you know, someone will give you a compliment and then you'll say, Oh yeah, I got it from this place, and then you'll like divert the attention, or oh, it's not that big of a deal. But really allowing yourself to receive compliments is mm. is a big piece of this deal.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, with compliments, like I used to not be able to receive a compliment without ping-ponging one right back. Like I I thought that was how it worked. Like I wouldn't just receive it or you know, I would be like, Oh my gosh, thank you. And I would make a comment like, yeah, I got it on sale or I've had it forever. Um, you know, like you, like you said, kind of deflecting and diverting attention. And then I would, it was almost like I couldn't have the attention on me. So I'd be like, and Oh my God, your sweater, where'd you get it from? And I would so quickly like put it back. And I mean, no coincidence, that's at the time where I was single. That's when I, my business wasn't off the ground yet. Like I, until I really did the inner work to receive, that's when everything shifted. And to your point, it's like, we get to look at, you know, why am I not comfortable with receiving? Like, where, where is it that I'm wanting to push the attention off of me? Like what's making me feel uncomfortable when someone's trying to do something nice to me? Definitely something to notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So I have, as always loved connecting with you and my intention for every podcast, every video I do, every piece of content is that it impacts just one person, one person listening to this to be like, wow, that was the sign I was looking for. That was the answer I was looking for. So um, before you share with us how women can get more of you, how they can learn about you, potentially work with you, um, I want to ask you one final question that I ask every guest who comes onto this podcast is what does it mean to be a mindful babe?
2: Mm-hmm. To me, what it means to
1: be a mindful babe is to move through your life with intention. And what that means is really tuning in to what do you really want in your life? And what parts of your life are currently aligned to that? What habits, what? people what activities that you're doing are really aligned with the life that you truly want to create and what are not and continuing to have your vision of what you really want in your life what truly lights you up, what makes you happy have that be the center of your mind and continuing to be in the practice of looking at what is in alignment in that with that and what's not and I really feel like that creates, such a beautiful pathway
0: um, coming from that mindful space. Yes. I love that. Nailed it. (laughs) Mm. Love it. So Amy, how can women connect with you? Where can they find you? And if they're ready to deepen this spiritual practice, really work on their miracle mindset, how can they get to know you better?
1: Yeah. So there's a few places I post content every day on, on Instagram. So you can find me at Amy Natalie Co. And I also have a free gift for your audience. It is a body confidence blueprint. So a lot of the women that I work with really struggle with confidence around body image. They don't like what they see in their mirror. And that translates to them not feeling confident in other areas and feeling hard on themselves or having negative self-talk. And so the body confidence blueprint is a meditation. It's mantras, it's journal prompts to really start to shift your relationship with your body so that you can develop that inner confidence and start to attract the relationship, attract the money, attract the life that you really want.
0: Mm, I love that. Yes. So that will be linked in the show notes for anyone who wants to grab it. And I'm just, I'm going to plug the new moon circle again, because it's so amazing. So any local ladies in San Diego, if you're really craving that deeper sisterhood, that deeper connection, um, this is definitely something it's really great to, to check out. Um, Amy hosts them once a month, every new moon, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So my next circle is an online circle. It's in December because of the holidays not sure exactly when this podcast is going to air, but in January, we have another circle. And I really love it because it's an opportunity to meet with other women in person. I think we do so much online and we think that we're connected because we're on social media all the time. But like that deeper desire for connection, human connection, pretty much only happens in person. So I really love this community it's very welcoming community if you're like nervous or afraid perfect like this is your next level of growth uh to step into something new and to try something new on and everyone's super welcoming and loving and i absolutely love having valerie as part of the community she actually is someone who shows up really big for the other women in the community and at each circle there's an opportunity for you to connect with other incredible women like Valerie in person. So there's a lot of inspiring boss babes, mindful babes in this community that you can connect with in person.
0: Yes. Amazing. Ah, oh, well thank you so much Amy. It's been so incredible having you on here and ah oh, just so grateful to be in your presence.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and yes, if this message gets to one woman who resonates then we have completed our mission for today. So, thank you everyone who's been listening and thanks for having me.
0: Yes, of course. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe.